0: You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck.
1: My name is Oliver Queen.
0: My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up.
1: Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, Detective
0: You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you
1: has created. (laughs) Just look at the flowers. All right, and welcome to the second episode of Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network. My name is Mitch, and my co host is.
0: Daniel Barroso, at your service.
1: (laughs) At our service, that's right. He's here. To help you navigate the comic book television world, along with me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotham is one of the shows that we talk about, and it's uh, starting this week. Should be pretty exciting. I think so. Uh, the you know the first season had its ups and downs for me, but uh, I think the second season they're really going to have a idea of where they're going to go with it, so it's better than jumping around it's going to be more more serialized and less procedural i think and it seems like the theme is going to be villains so who doesn't like good good villains right
0: exactly and it seems like it might take a darker
1: turn for the best (laughs) it does it does seem like it's a dark there might be a darker turn coming up here did you happen to catch this article on comicbook.com which has a theory about who the joker might be in this gotham universe
0: Yeah, I did. I was actually kind of surprised when I was reading it.
1: I I was too, and uh, in the article, I believe it does refer to Flashpoint as a reference, but it's not exactly Martha Wayne turning into the Joker, but it's similar. So if anybody wants to see it, go to comicbook.com, look up uh, Barbara Keene as the Joker, which, if you remember from the first season, it is uh, James Gordon's girlfriend soon to be
0: maybe not actually uh barbara gordon his wife <laughs> right
1: yeah everybody was assuming that she would become barbara gordon you know the the uh future wife of james gordon and future mother to a bat girl yeah but from this article which you know it's it seems like it's pure speculation but it's pretty it's pretty good read at least it says uh Barbara Gordon, after we saw or Barbara Gordon, Barbara Keen, after we saw her with um, the ogre, uh, kind of went a little crazy. Yeah, murderous rampage, kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that kind of crazy, yeah. So uh, who knows? She's going to be inside Arkham, and uh, from from the sounds of it, she's going to be a few cells down from that redheaded circus boy, Jerome. Jerome, that's right. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's an uh, interesting watch it and uh, something we should keep an eye out on. I think
0: they, I mean, if they really want us to believe that, then they should hint at it further this season.
1: Definitely. they. Uh, we should really see more of a uh, teases towards it. But I, I like the idea that, because that's one of the things I really like about the Joker in the comic books is there's no real origin story for him. I mean, the killing joke is great. But he even says in that that, you know, that might not be my true origin story. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which I have heard that in the new comic books, Batman says he knows the Joker's real origin or the real name, but uh, he hasn't revealed it. That is true. Um,
0: It's in the death of the family um, and it's at the end of the arc. Um, He's holding the Joker from a cliff and he says, I know you deduced who I am. And you can real my, reveal my identity, but I know that you're not going to. And "But just so you know, I know who you are and what your real name is." And the Joker lets himself go and runs away.
1: Wow, that's uh, that's some big information to, for for the to be out there that to actual have a real name and a real uh, history. Because that, that was one of the I mean great things about the Joker is that his his history is completely open and a mystery. Giant question mark. A giant question mark. <laughs> So maybe the Riddler should figure it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean fuck probably Hugo Strange can figure out who it is too. I mean he figured out who Bruce, that Bruce Wayne is Batman.
1: Uh this is this is true. The third Robin, Tim Drake, he figured it out. Yep. <laughs> There's not a uh shortage of people who know who Batman really is, but it, I still think it's a pretty good it's a pretty good secret out there. I agree. And since you brought up but, Robin... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's just funny that, I don't know if Gordon never figured it out or he just never wanted to figure it out.
0: Well, I mean, and I'm referencing the movie, Chris Nolan's movie, you know, pretty much it seems like he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but he just kind of, you know, leaves it in the back of his mind, you know, never really proves a theory, but I think he knows, deep down he knows...
1: I don't know I think in Nolan's Batman he he kind of at the at the very end when when Bruce tells him you you're a hero just for putting your jacket on a kid or consoling a kid who who lost his parents and then he's like wait Bruce yeah I mean he doesn't say it but he kind of has that look doesn't he
0: yeah he does
1: but then again I'm okay with no one ever figuring out Clark Kent is Superman so (laughs) (laughs) so shoot me I guess (laughs) what were you gonna say
0: earlier since you brought up uh the Robin I actually have two questions um who's your favorite Robin and why
1: <laughs> well you know like uh, like I, I don't remember I don't exactly remember which issue of Batman it was that I was reading but there was the time when uh like Batman is reminiscing about the three different robins I believe this is before Damien and he's like uh Dick was always flashier and he was Jumping around, and he he would do his moves, his his attack moves with such uh, grace and and, uh, and acrobatics. But Tim was so intelligent because he was just as much a detective as Bruce was. So he was able to see something in him that that he could mold. But Jason was just so full of rage and ready to fight anything that came towards him. So I, I see each. Each one of the Robins is a kind of extension or, or a piece of, of Bruce. I guess my personal favorite would be Tim Drake, probably because when I started reading Batman, he was already he was the Robin at that time. Okay. So that helps. But then I also respect that he's got that detective edge, that he's smart. I've always liked characters that are written to be more intelligent. Okay. What about you?
0: i' I've, I might get a lot of shit for this, but I actually like uh Damien.
1: I don't see why I think I think when they threw Damien in there uh it was a great choice like to uh Robin out there that really presses Batman's buttons to to the you know what sh- he believes should be or shouldn't be done well why I'm sorry, I cut you off though why do you think that he's the or he, why is he your favorite i
0: I don't want to say probably. When I really liked them was when I was reading the Court of Owls story arc, uh the Batman and Robin, I, I think it was the first story arc. And uh basically the um Alman is going to kill Bruce, but you know Damien said,
1: Wait sa- Go ahead. Is it is it Alman or Talon?
0: Oh sorry, it was a ta- it was Talon, you're right.
1: Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it was... Time. I just wanted to make sure I didn't screw up the storyline in my head.
0: No, that was me. <laughs> um, and basically, Talon's about to kill Bruce, and Damon steps up, and he does the job. And he tells him, he's like, there's some things that you won't do, but there's some things that are necessary, and I'm willing to take those risks and those chances.
1: So you like the fact... Yeah, that's... that's Hey, that's a great reason for doing it.
0: I mean he has every reason to do it as well. And he was look, not only looking up for his mentor, but also his father. Right. I that, so yeah,
1: I don't think, I think, I think, I mean, always there's going to be someone that has their favorite. That's different than your favorite. So we, uh, taking into account people being angry at you is, <laughs> shouldn't be a factor and
0: hopefully no not too much hate. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: as long as you can back it up, there's there's no reason to uh or falter, I should
0: say. It's true, but then you get into those horrible nerdy geeky arguments that
1: tear up friendships. Oh, well, I mean, sometimes I live for those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, anything else you want to, you're excited about on Gotham?
0: On Gotham, I I mean, I'm not looking forward to another Penguin story arc. might be interesting. Um, but the Riddler is definitely something I want to, you know, that's something that speaks to my interest.
1: Yeah, I am not. I'm, I don't think I'm really looking forward to uh, more Penguin. I think we will get more Penguin because I think uh, Robin Lloyd is the big breakout in that show right now. So he's, uh, he's going to get more um, screen time.
0: Yep. He's loved by everybody right now.
1: <laughs> so, uh, and that, like I said, that ca- that starts this week, Monday, September twenty first. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is I, I see that the Flash season one, I believe, DVD set came out, or it's coming out this week. Yes, this week. Okay, so it's coming out this week, and uh, I believe there's a deleted scene in there that refers to Aquaman.
0: And there is. I did my little research on that and um, basically Barry is in Amnesty Bay looking, searching for a rumor of a guy who can talk to fish.
1: I, I did see this deleted scene online and I thought that was a, that is a nice little throwaway. It's a, or you know, it's a little line. I can see why they cut it out from the original airing but it, it is kind of cool for them to throw it out there. I, I like the idea that they're are more of our big seven heroes out there. I know, and I mean... See, this is only thing
0: that I had a problem with is basically... And I will defend Aquaman. He's one of my favorite DC characters. He, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk to fish. He communicates with them um, uh, telepathically.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you <laughs> right all the way. It's, just, it's like that... First issue af- after was is it J- Justice League, right after uh, New Fifty Two started. He says, "I don't talk to fish. I command them. They they do what <laughs> I tell them. I'm their king." Yeah. I I hey, I like Aquaman as well. I like. I wrote an article earlier this week saying, whenever I play Injustice, I play as Aquaman because he's he's a badass. Nice. And does that <laughs> to do
0: with Phil Lamar
1: voicing for him as well? He he is a great <laughs> he's great voice actor for that and uh yeah so i'm I'm good with that I, uh i don't know how i feel about jason momoa as aquaman yet um i think they went re- really a different direction with uh the movie casting but that seems to be what they're doing with all the movie <laughs> casting <laughs> because dc is out of their mind <laughs> <laughs> out of their minds personally i thought the actor that plays jamie lannister on game of thrones would be uh a great Aquaman. I can't say his name because it's very European and I'm a dumb American. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: Yeah. He would have been good Arthur Curry, but what, what is it about the guy that plays Jamie Lannister? That's like, yeah, that's my Aquaman.
1: Because not like he's, he's one, he's good uh, with the sword play on the game of Thrones. He's, you know, he's got good uh, stage combat skills, obviously. And he just presents himself as regal, which to me, Aquaman being the king of Atlantis is very regal. He knows that he's in charge. He takes command. I'm not saying Jason Momoa won't do that. I've seen him do it in many movies. He did it in Conan. He did it in uh, uh, other movies he's <laughs> been in. <laughs> Why can't I think of other stuff right Game now? Game of Thrones? But oh, That's true. He was not Game of Thrones. He was just Drogo. So, I mean, he can do it. I just think that he that uh, j- the the other actor would just be better um, he kind of has the the look that is most often portrayed for Aquaman or drawn for Aquaman so
0: I agree with you in a sense but I th- I mean obviously well I think it's obvious what they're trying to do here is they're trying to make it so you take Aquaman seriously and personally, what I think as well is um, they did a good job going with the '90s Aquaman look, minus you know the hook for a hand. I think he looks right. that scruffy, that gritty, and obviously you know that's how Batman Superman is going to be. It's just going to be gritty.
1: You're right, and it is a darker universe that they're going for, so that could definitely be the thinking behind it. And I just think that his savage king look is. Just not what I wanted from Aquaman. I wanted more regal.
0: Okay. What? question? Why is everybody you know always giving that brooding look? The only one that should be you know brooding and angry should be Batman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because that's the world they're making. Everything the superhero does makes them angry <laughs> in this DC cinematic universe. Apparently.
0: Okay, and, and a few people from The Watchmen also deserve to be brooding and, and just
1: grim, but, you know, everybody else should be happy. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I The Watchmen does um, <laughs> lend itself to be quite dark and upsetting, but I don't think... Yeah, we don't need that for Superman <laughs> or, or Aquaman. <laughs> so, The Flash premieres October 6th, so... I think uh, they're releasing the, the DVD set of Season 1 right now. It's pretty good if anybody needs to catch up. Sometime this week <laughs> it will be released. Sometime. So Arrow, has, which is going to premiere October 7th, the next day, I found online a list of the different characters that are going to be added to this season that are pivotal I guess characters or, or characters we know From the comic book universe And one I didn't know I didn't know that they had A Mr. Terrific showing up Did you know that? No not at all Yeah This year I'll go through the the list We have uh, Constantine Which we talked about before Liza Warner I don't know that character Mr. Terrific Jessica Danforth Alicia Rotaris Which apparently is going to be A new love interest for Oliver um, Alex Davis Which is be A new love interest for Thea and then one of my favorite characters from Batman, Anarchy, Yeah. <laughs> Lonnie, Lonnie M- Machin. I always, I never knew exactly how you say that name because you've only, I've only read it, but I always figured it was Machin uh, is going to show up. So that's pretty cool. And then we also have a Baron R- Ritter, which uh, it says that he's not a Nazi in the in the Arrow universe. So I'm guessing in the original. DC comic books, this Baron was a a Nazi, so we have a bunch of actors playing these parts that uh, I haven't really heard of before, but this Jessica Danforth is being played by Jerry Ryan, which is famous for, you know, uh, at least in the sci-fi world for her star trek role of seven of nine know nothing about that since i <laughs> nothing whatsoever <laughs> oh if it's not seven of nine then i'm gonna i'm gonna get a lot of <laughs> angry nerd mail
0: if i could back you up i would but i'm <laughs> i'm not a trekkie so i want to watch you know star trek movies and newer ones but still haven't had a chance to <laughs>
1: uh yeah i've watched I've watched the two new movies. I like them a lot. I think they're great movies. Um, The next one looks like it's going to be pretty great, too. Uh, I've seen a handful of the original series movies. I've watched all of the original series on Netflix. I've watched, I think, three or four seasons of Next Generation on Netflix, which most people would say is their favorite or is the best I just can't get into it. <laughs> I watched all of Enterprise, <laughs> which everybody says is terrible, <laughs> but I liked it. So, but that's probably because I'm a big Scott Bakula fan. I really like Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's, what, Voyager and Deep Space Nine. I've never watched those. And I, I believe she's from one of those two, either Voyager or Deep Space Nine. I'm not sure. Jeez,
0: that's a lot to follow with follow through
1: with. That, that would... That was, a, yeah, that was a lot that was a lot that was a lot so also there seems to be that there's going to be yet another shadowy organization that Oliver's going to fight this evening ed- season called Shadowspire i don't believe i've ever heard of them in the comic books have you
0: i honestly want to say new
1: no. <laughs> okay i mean comic books marvel and dc both have a different shadowy organization you know every week so It's hard to keep track, but I think the big ones I always know is like Checkmate, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Hive, you know, the D.E.O. Ah, I can't really think of any. Hydra, I guess you could say, is in there. So there's always someone with some type of group of spies trying to thwart our heroes. They never learn. (laughs) They (laughs) never learn. This is true. This is very true. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, Aaron? Is there, is there anybody you're excited to see? Um, I can tell you I'm not excited for John Diggle's costume. <laughs> you mean the Magneto <laughs> helmet? <laughs> That's the one. That helmet is ridiculous looking.
0: God, I... Oh, man, I don't know. I... Hopefully the costume designer by season, what, five is like, yeah, no, you know what? We're not using this.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I I can only imagine that he's not going to really keep the helmet on that that much because stars don't like to have their faces covered and studios don't like to have stars face covered because they're paying for their faces. So, (laughs) so they, uh, I don't think that helmet's going to be on too often. That's true. That's a good point. I, uh, I always enjoyed anarchy as a character, um, so I'm excited to see what they do with him. But this only cements more that Arrow is Batman-like. Yes. <laughs> that Anarchy is showing up in this universe.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're referencing our first episode, you know, they keep taking little elements from the Batman stories.
1: It's true. I never saw Anarchy fight anybody else other than Batman, or fight along anybody else other than Batman.
0: When Arrow was reintroduced into... The New 52 did then start off too great, and now it's barely picking up because they changed writers. So I'm pretty sure that's why Warner Brothers doesn't want to borrow any stories from the New 52, because again, the first two arcs were bad. That makes sense. But I honestly don't know... No, never mind. I'll just say it. They're probably going to keep on borrowing elements from Batman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen here. There's going to be a lot more of uh, Batman... <laughs> Uh, showing up without actually showing up. <laughs> Especially with Ali just going, where is he? <laughs> Where's Mirakuru?
0: Hey, where is he? Where is
1: he? We like our vigilante heroes to have gravelly voices <laughs> and, and yell at everybody. It's okay. You mean throat cancer? <laughs> hey, hey. Yes. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, like I said, that's uh, premiering October 7th. So, we have a little bit of time before Flash and Arrow start. But even more time before Supergirl starts. So, speaking of pictures being leaked, earlier this week they leaked a picture, or they didn't leak a picture, but it's it's a picture they promoted or put out there for of Red Tornado.
0: Which was pretty awesome. I like the makeup and everything.
1: Did you? I was, I'm skeptical. I hope that that's like, I hope that's, obviously it's pre-CGI, so I hope CGI is going to come in and, Fix up his face some, because his eyes look way too human for him to be a an android. I gotta say, it's better than Apocalypse. <laughs> you mean from the X Men Apocalypse movie Yes. Well, wait, have you seen the the leaked picture of that though? They they have done some cleaning up with him, and he's not purple; he's blue. I know he's blue, but I don't know. He so reminds me of Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I, I I honestly I think the new picture makes gives me a little bit more hope. We'll see what happens when it comes to the movie, but I don't I I really feel like uh they heard people being upset by the <laughs> fact that he looked like Ivan <laughs> <is>. <laughs> and uh they they made some changes. So that's that's cool.
0: Um speaking of X-Men universe, um I don't know if you heard the rumor or if it's been confirmed, but they did say that the X-Men universe exists in this Deadpool universe.
1: I did read that. I did read that, which from the sounds of it, this Deadpool movie is going to be doing so well. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't want to attach themselves to it. I mean, it only means that they can bring in Ryan Reynolds into the bigger X-Men universe sooner. If they could do that, you know, and with the Rocky start that Gambit is having now that the director has walked off, I think that, Whenever kind of glue they can get to keep these characters together is is the better option.
0: Do you think um in the future, maybe sequel or a third part of, you know, the Deadpool franchise, uh, they'll introduce Cable?
1: I think if this Deadpool movie does well enough, I really do think they will introduce Cable because mm-hmm. it has become such a pivotal part of Deadpool's mythology now that Cable should be involved. I hope so. I mean, it's... be. It, It'd be a lot of explaining to do <laughs> to where cable came from and what he's about, but um I think I think it'd be cool for them to, to in a sequel to include cable.
0: I think in all honesty, feel like Deadpool can make a joke. You know, say a short little monologue uh, about Cable's background story. Right. I think it's worked that way.
1: Well, I mean, that's usually what you kind of suffer from in in sequels anyways. We've already gotten a backstory and origin for the character in the first movie. So the second movie has to fill in all the time with action and and, uh, other things. So we need... The second movie could have an origin story for ca- for Cable, and it would be okay. Yeah. Just like uh, Avengers Age of Ultron has the mini origin story for, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver.
0: Yeah, and that was very short and brief.
1: Very yeah. short and brief. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the Red Tornado, do you want to explain to the audience that might not know who the Red Tornado is who he is?
0: Would you like to take
1: this one? Okay, I'll uh-huh. take it. So, from what I understand, he's uh, the creation of a scientist by the name of Tio Morrow, and Tio Morrow uh, creates the Red Tornado to be a weapon, and I believe at some point uh, the Red Tornado becomes sentient and, and realizes kind of like the Vision doesn't want to be an, a weapon, he'd rather be a hero— and, uh, and then at some point in the, in the DC history, he becomes an air, air mental. So he's, he's got more of a spiritual backing to his story.
0: i trying to remember if at one point he teams up with Firestorm or, or if he was involved in Blackest Night, but I can't remember right now. Cause I remember him being a sidekick to someone at some point.
1: I remember that he was like kind of the team liaison for Young Justice On that comic book, he was kind of their uh, adult captain or whatever you want to call it, so that they can keep in touch with the Justice League. That's
0: right. There you go. Thank
1: you. Yeah. It helped that he had a daughter that went to school with a lot of the kids at their private academy. So that's a way for him to stay in touch with his daughter, I think. So, yeah, that's another character that's, you know, it's very, he's very uh, second tier, but a really cool character.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I know that you said that um, it's going to take a lot in the – not the Shadow Realm, but – oh, God. The Phantom Zone. There you go. Oh,
1: the Phantom Zone. What about the – oh, that's what the Supergirl is going to be about?
0: I mean, what do you – what take besides the Phantom Zone do you think Supergirl is going to take? I
1: I really don't know. I mean, uh, I think that it's going to be a lot of the Phantom Zone criminals, and then it's going to be a lot of her as Kara trying to figure out where she – Belongs in the in the in the world because she's not of this world, but she wants to be. So it's there. I mean, I don't want to say there's there's not going to be a lot of uh, teenage angst, which was would be very easy for them to go for. It's going to be a lot more of uh coming of age, I believe. Okay. I mean, that and that's pure speculation. I I really don't know what kind of storylines they're going to go with.
0: Do you think they might have it also set up to maybe in the pilot where somehow she ends up being in the same ship um, that, you know, Superman came
1: on. Um, I don't know. I don't think they'd be in the same ship. That'd be kind of strange.
0: I know. I read an article saying that it was a possibility that the Fortress of Solitude, you know, Solitude, you know how that spaceship's right there. Supposedly, right. Supergirl did hit you right on it as well.
1: Interesting. It, I mean, that could be, I could see that. I mean, I mean the original story was jor and Laura had to send just Kalel, right? Because there wasn't enough room for Laura or Jorel? Or was Laura supposed to go with Kal but she's decided to stay with her husband instead? She
0: decided to stay with the hubby.
1: Okay, so I mean I guess that means there could have been enough room for Jorel's brother to put her his daughter in there too?
0: I don't know. I don't remember Manasio too well, and I own it, so I should probably watch it. But <laughs> um didn't he just come in on in a pod, not an actual ship when he got sent? to earth.
1: Well, they it's I think it the it's always it's a pod shaped, but it's always been called a ship. Okay. So it's I think it's always it's always been like the size of a dinner table. So okay. it's never or or bigger. I guess it, it could be the size of a SUV, but the part where the baby sits is basically like crib. So it's not that big. Okay. So I mean, but that, that I don't think that would work out for time cuz Kara is always supposed to be older than Uh, Kal-El when they leave Krypton, but her ship like got delayed reaching Earth, so when she finally got to Earth, she was still the same age when she left, but Kal-El is older than her now because he arrived 20 years earlier. So if they arrived in the same ship now, it's going to be that she would have been younger than him, which that wouldn't make any sense either because he's an infant. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens when the first episode airs, which is... October twenty sixth. So we have we have time. Damn!
0: October is gonna be superhero month. Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. We got all our superheroes. I
0: was gonna say. I also read this theory that basically, you know, everyone on Krypton, you know, has powers. Obviously, obviously, but I read that. Well, actually, yeah, they get their power from the sun, but that you know. Yeah, but
1: they get their power from the yellow sun, the Earth sun, not from Krypton sun. Ah, okay. So the people of Krypton shouldn't have powers until they come to Earth. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. No problem.
0: But it was always said that if, you know, the catastrophe didn't happen on Krypton and, um, and you know, Cal stayed on Krypton, that basically he would be an average Joe. He would be a runt, basically, compared to everybody.
1: A runt? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that because he's like, I, I believe they draw Superman as like being 6'3". three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if the rest of the Kryptonians are huge compared to that but I mean we're, you read this theory online yeah that's interesting but I mean that's a uh, what if what if uh, Krypton never blew up yep and you know some
0: comic book characters do have really good what ifs and some of them are like
1: me. that's true that's very true there's a there's a lot I mean sometimes it's those are the good stories to read because it's like you want to know where characters might have gone wrong like one of the best ones is Red Sun. Red Sun is a great story of Clark landing, or kal landing in Russia instead of Kansas. Yep. So I love that Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of funny, is that no matter what what if you do, Batman is always the same. <laughs> I mean, there's different degrees of him, but he usually still ends up being very similar to the, the one that we know. Yep, the one that we know and love. The one we know and love. (laughs) Uh, I think the next show would be S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is uh, premiering September 29th. And from the sounds of it, it's going to be a lot of Inhumans, which we talked about last time. I want to know is, do you think there's going to be a lot of connection to Civil War, the next Captain America movie? Because if you think about where we left off at the end of Age of Ultron, there's no real reason... Okay, they kind of give the reason. The whole movie is the reason why there might be a civil war, but the two characters are very much so of Captain America and Iron Man, still on good terms. Now, for those who have seen Ant Man, you, you see they have that very last clip of of uh, Cap and Falcon helping out Bucky with his arm trapped. So it could be that uh, that's where the civil war happens. But I think that that is just a clip from civil war. So I, I would like to see more of the two, why like things transpiring in the universe where it leads up to the civil war, maybe some heroes in agents of shield not heroes, but powered people, I should say metas, you know, they, they can't say mutants. So I forget what it is. They say, they say, is it powered? I think so. You know, these people with powers messing up and hurting people and, Tension's getting uh, stressed. What do you think? See, to
0: be completely honest, I mean, I've heard of the Inhumans. Um, I I think they're coming up with an animated show, or there has been an animated show. But, I mean, what were their tie exactly be with with Civil War?
1: See, with okay, so if I remember from Civil War, there's no real Inhumans tie-in. And I don't think the Inhumans themselves... Uh, like, the group that we know as the Inhumans from the comic books isn't going to show up until they have the movie in a few years. But I think they needed to give a name to people with powers in this universe because they can't use the word mutant because it's owned by Fox. So they're, they're, the best thing they came up with is Inhumans, since that's an already powered people that they can talk about. Okay. So I think I think they're just basically any person, any person with a a a superpower they're going to they're going to try and blanket under this inhuman title. So it's not necessarily going to be the inhumans that we know like Black Bolt and Medusa. So pretty much Spider-Man can fit in that category? As- well, he, I mean, he could, he could definitely could, but I could but Spider-Man wasn't a mutant either, not to the not to the way that X-Men were mutants. He's a mutant because he was his genes were mutated by a radiated spider, just like the Hulk was mutated by gamma rays. So whereas the X-Men all have uh, mutant genes or an X-Factor already born into them, their powers are already there. Spider-Man and Hulk have powers that were brought forth by outside events. And humans, on the other hand, get their powers manifested that are already inside of them because of Terrigen crystals. So it's kind of a combination of X-Men... Mutants and Spider-Man being bit. Okay, all right. I just think that <laughs> at the beginning of Civil War in the comic book, we had the characters of the new warriors who had all had powers, and they ended up blowing up a school, and that caused an outrage of basically powered people not being held accountable. So I want to know if there's going to be a similar event happening in the, cinematic, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that will lead up to the Civil War in... Captain America Civil War, but I, I believe it should happen in Agents of Shield. Okay. If all that made sense, people. <laughs> I'm just kind of rambling at this point. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just want more to happen in Agents of Shield. I like the show, the second season was great. I just want more to happen. Cap three comes out when? Next year? Yeah, it's uh May first, I believe. May first, two thousand sixteen. So they would
0: definitely have to
1: the second half of wait, isn't it? Wait, yeah,
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. took a mid-season break right
1: now? No. Nope. Not, not right now, but nope. they, they will at Christmas. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, yeah, they they still got time.
1: Yeah, and that's when uh, Agent Carter will be on during their mid-season break, or their winter break. But yeah, that's usually what I... Because that's kind of what happened with last year with uh, Age of Ultron. The second half of the second season was kind of helping out to start up Age of Ultron. Okay. Whereas the first half of the second season was... the. Aftermath of Winter Soldier, where agents of Shield were revealed to be agents of Hydra. Mine balloon. <laughs>
0: <For> the, <laughs> I thought that was a good plot twist for Captain.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a great pl- plot twist. That was, I mean, the, interesting to find out that you have all these Hydra agents in the middle of Shield, something that you trusted. So, so I would guess that the, the beginning of the third season is going to have some of the aftermath from Age, Age of Ultron and then the second half of the season will have some of the stuff to do with Civil War. I just want to see more of them dealing with powered people and having to reap the repercussions of unregistered heroes or unregistered Inhumans. All
0: right, well, I want to see if your theory comes true. That'll be pretty awesome. But, I mean, who knows? What if they have, you know, the first, you know, maybe half hour of Cap 3, you know, be the whole startup to civil war with the events you just described starting the movie
1: that that would be interesting (laughs) i i could see that happening too that would be uh that'd be kind of cool
0: i'm going to throw it back to dc hopefully we didn't spend too much on dc but okay what uh what's your take and if i mispronounce it shoot me on jared leto or leto um being you know a past uh robin (laughs)
1: oh that's yeah that's i i've seen the reddit thread where that came up and the evidence that people have thrown up there to show that but if they decide to go that way i'm think that's a really really bad decision just from the batman storyline wise i mean if you take into account that jared leto is older than ben affleck that's already (laughs) bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that there's I think what was it? Is it Arkham, uh, Arkham Knight that has a uh, former Robin doing Joker stuff and then there was Batman Beyond where uh, Tim Drake in the future is also the Joker so I mean I know there's precedent for it but it, I don't want that to happen I don't want Jared Leto to be a former Robin I already just don't want Jared Leto's Joker to show up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Personally, uh, like I told you before, I I just hope that it's a flashback. I mean, I don't want the main focus just to be, you know, on the Joker. This would be a standalone Suicide Squad movie and just when they're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to add the Joker to the to this." I was like, "Uh, oh, come on, why?"
1: Yeah, I I think that having the Joker be part of of the suicide squad movie was already too much. So to add into account that he might also be a former Robin, it's just throwing way too much into the story. Yeah.
0: Well, honestly, I'm going to say stand...
1: wait to see it.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going to stand with, with it just being a flashback because I mean, it could be him being an Arkham and then that's kind of an origin story for Harley Quinn. They base it off the comics, so he basically, you know, tortures her, fucks, uh, fucks with her head. You know, she falls in love with him for the way that he is, yada, yada, yada. Hopefully they stick with that. And it's just a flashback. Don't have to see him for the rest of the movie.
1: <laughs> I, I would be okay with with that completely. <laughs> but that is the movie, so we'll have to wait to see what, what that is when, when it comes out. I want to ask you to speculate on what characters you think are going to show up in Jessica Jones. Now, we already know that Luke Cage and the Purple Man are going to be there. Can you think of any other characters that might show up in uh, her TV show?
0: I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe might not happen, you know, but maybe Daredevil? Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. I think uh, the, the, these net Netflix shows are going to be more tied in with each other than with the rest of the marvel cinematic universe um uh, we do know that daredevil had some connections to the other movies but not so much that uh iron man or captain america or thor showed up so i think daredevil could show up in jessica jones which would not be a bad idea uh on their on their part on the studio's part for uh storytelling keep these worlds connected
0: and i mean it would make in my opinion it would make sense to have Matt Murdock show up or Daredevil show up. Don't know how they would interact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I could see it. Um, Matt Murdock being a a lawyer and Jessica Jones being a private detective. There's reasons for the two of them to to cross paths. So I I can't wait to find out. So that one
0: starts uh, in November?
1: Yeah, November 20th is when Jessica Jones premieres on Netflix. And, you know, it's going to be the Netflix model of all the episodes at once. So everybody can call into work and binge <laughs> <laughs> binge watch <laughs> i personally I, I since we already see that luke cage is going to show up i kind of want to see an iron fist show up i mean i know he's supposed to get his own show or at least he's supposed to show up in luke cage some point but i would it'd be nice to hear them bring up danny rand and uh figure out if uh the heroes for hire are gonna happen
0: yeah I, um and I did want to throw this out there. I was rewatching um, Daredevil with my cousin because he hasn't uh, finished it. But uh, there's a fight scene when he's fighting um, the the Japanese guy where he looks like Iron Fist just because that stance and the way that the mask was kind of folded over. Which I thought might be a tip of the hat to, so, you know, hey, we're referencing Luke Cage here. Or er, well, not I Luke Cage, that... sorry. Uh, <laughs> Iron Fist. <laughs> not Luke
1: Cage. Iron Fist, yeah. I know that at uh, one point, you see the tattoo of the serpent on the person's chest, which I believe is supposed to be Easter egg to an enemy of Iron Fist, because Iron Fist has that dragon uh, marking tattoo on his chest. And I believe this serpent is supposed to be the enemy to uh, Iron Fist. Ah. So, which I believe that was part of the same Japanese fighter guy that you were talking about. Okay, There's already the idea that he's going to show up, so... Okay. Well, um, did Luke Cage make a, an appearance in the first season
0: of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or
1: no? No, no Luke Cage, no. No, none of those characters showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I think is weird that... I mean, it's not weird, but I think it would be nice if some of these Netflix characters did show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They
0: might start now, with all the shows out there lining up.
1: That's true. I mean, I mean I'm not saying they're going to show up and be reoccurring character i just want like you know cameos yeah like they did they did they had lady sif show up and they had nick fury show up and agents of shield so that's I, I would be cool if they they had the netflix characters show up too which also brings us to agents of shield there's i think they're still talking about having yet another spinoff show with mockingbird having her own show on tv
0: that'd be pretty cool
1: I think she's a strong enough character in uh, her and this ex-husband Hunter on the show, which is really a take place for Hawkeye since in the comic book Hawkeye is Mockingbird's ex-husband, but they have Hunter, so it's it's kind of... It'd be interesting to see the two of them kind of do a Mr. or Mrs. Smith kind of spy TV show.
0: <laughs> I'd watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of why we're doing this podcast, because we'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole purpose? Yeah, pretty much. I'd just, I, I really just want someone to talk to you about these TV shows.
0: <laughs> Yay, I have somebody to talk to for these TV shows as well.
1: So in that Jessica Jones is November 20th and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is September 29th. I know that this next show is not an actual comic book, but I thought it'd be a miss not to talk about it since we are talking about comic book superheroes. And that's Heroes Reborn. Which starts September twenty fourth, so that's coming up this week as well.
0: Please enlighten me.
1: Did you watch Heroes when it first came about? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Heroes, uh, you know, was back in a uh, couple years ago. I was, I was about to say back in the day. It's not back <laughs> in the day. It was a it was a few years ago. You know, it was their first season did. Monumental for NBC, so they, it was a it was a big show, and they were going to put a lot behind it. It was one of the few shows that suffered from the writer's strike in its second season, though. So the writer's strike made it so that uh, the season was cut short, and I believe storylines were uh, absolved. So we didn't get as much of a uh, closure as we wanted. And then you had season three and four. I don't remember if there was a season five or not, but. Personally, I thought all the seasons were good. First season being the best, yes, but uh, it's very much a comic book show without actually being a comic book show. There's, the the storylines are taken... I don't want to say taken, but they have homages to a lot of the your favorite big comic book stories. Like The first season is very much like Watchmen in the way it plays out. I'm excited to see what Heroes Reborn does with the way that they bring about these characters that they had already kind of uh, put away, but now are being brought back to life and they're adding new characters and new villains and uh, the storylines just look like they could be pretty good. So I'm, I can't wait to see it. Nice. Now, not see not, not, since you didn't see the first run or do you plan on watching Heroes Reborn?
0: I mean, do you think I'll be out of the loop for a bit or do you think,
1: you know, that's a good that's a good question. I doubt it. I doubt. I, I, I can only assume that uh, if you start watching Heroes Reborn, they're going to put in the information. They're going to recap the information you need to know and not keep you in the dark. It's just like when you're reading a comic book, you, you decide to jump in after big story arcs. They always tell you what happened so that you can keep it fresh in your mind reading this next story arc. You know what I mean? Not DC. DC doesn't do that i'm not talking about a recap page recap pages yeah dc doesn't do that anymore but like if uh they refer to the the court of owls you'll have some type of dialogue in the comic book that will be like hey do you remember when we had to fight talon (laughs) you know what i mean okay (laughs) (laughs) so i think that uh, if you wanted to it'd be a, a nice little uh Exercise if you wanted to jump in at Heroes Reborn, but I understand if you don't.
0: I'll probably watch it. Sounds
1: interesting from what you told me. I do believe the first the the original hero show is on Netflix. If it is, I know what I'm been binge watching next. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely should give it a try. <laughs> Alright. So that is later this week, September twenty fourth. Next, I would say that like in all these shows that we talked about is there anything from the comic books story-wise that you would like to see show up in Arrow, Flash, you know, Supergirl?
0: Well, there's something that I want to see in in The Flash, but it's going to take a few seasons for it to get there.
1: Oh, oh wow. What are we talking about here? The Flashpoint storyline. Ooh. <laughs> you want to see the Flashpoint storyline happen in Flash and, and, uh, and Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, if it does well enough, to the point where they're going to redo all their heroes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you talking about, like, the outcome, like New 52, or you just want to see Flashpoint where, like, for a couple episodes or maybe, like, half of a season where these characters are the same but different? Like, I believe in Flashpoint, Arrow wasn't so much an archer he was just a millionaire a billionaire that had all these uh weapons and devices that his company has picked up after different superhero battles that's what i would like to see just
0: just half a season of you know again touching on the what if and just to for those that aren't readers of the comics just kind of twist their mind a little bit and be like
1: this is what happens in an alternate universe I like that. I could like see an ultimate. I mean, we almost could have had it at the end of Flash yeah. first season. I mean, it, the whole point of Flashpoint was that he uh, saved his mother from being killed. So, if he would have saved his mom at the end of season one, then we could have had a completely different season two. Yep. So, I I, I guess that would be would be pretty pretty cool to to see or a Flashpoint in Flash. I mean, they from episode one they've hinted at. Prices on infinite earth so that's interesting in itself but throwing in flashpoint would be quite the trip yep and then for
0: arrow again can't happen for many seasons but i would like to see the quiver story arc
1: okay you're gonna have to fill me in on that story arc is that the one that kevin smith wrote yes okay i, I am familiar with that but go ahead and, and uh talk about it i've only read the first two issues that's all i was able to find i have to get it and, p- and trade paperback <laughs> You no, know, it was it was I thought it was a quite the interesting way for for Green Arrow to come back. Before that, uh Green Arrow had been killed and he was in an airplane. I don't remember what the big crossover story was going, but they had already introduced his son, Connor Hawk, and he had already become a vigilante fighter too, so it was okay I think the the powers of B thought it was okay that Oliver Queen would die in this plane accident to save a bunch of other people because they already had a replacement green arrow. They start off with quiver is, I believe you see it's a rich man who f- stumbles upon a, a bunch of muggers and a homeless man with a makeshift bow and arrow puts a bleach bottle on top of an arrow and knocks out a couple of, the, of them and fights off the muggers and saves the millionaire. Yes. Okay. And that
0: happens in the first issue.
1: Yeah, it happens in the first issue. I, I That's what I thought I remembered. That's where you get – the Quiver storyline is where we get Mia, which is the basis for Thea in the Arrow universe, TV universe. So I don't see why they couldn't do Quiver. It would be interesting to see that uh, Oliver get killed yet again but not get <laughs> killed and then forget about and then have to come back and get all beardy and homeless again. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: Well, I don't know I'm all beardy or homeless, but just with the goatee basically, that's how – you know, I recognize okay. him. Okay,
1: fair enough, fair enough. Uh, personally, I would like to see a character, I believe, that made his appearance in that uh, story arc also is uh, Onomatopoeia, which was a villain created by Kevin Smith for Green Arrow. And, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I would love to see that character in the Arrow TV universe. It would be cool to see a, a pretty much silent hitman come by and how arrow has to deal with him. Yes. Uh, for the flash universe, uh, I don't know too many flash stories, but I would think that with the fact that, uh, they're introducing Jay Garrick this, this season and that there are going to be alternate realities. If the flash figures out how to vibrate between these planes, we could see more, uh, what if worlds or else worlds since it's DC you know, there could be he could travel to a world where uh, Oliver is more like our the the Oliver that we know from the comic books or from the Flashpoint universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that'd be kind of crazy. I would like to see also, and I know this probably would never happen, but it would be cool if they could get in the Supergirl show, uh, the story arc where um she's reintroduced through. Batman, the Batman Superman comic book where she's kind of taken in by Darkseid to be a little bit more evil.
0: That would be definitely interesting to see.
1: I would like to see an evil Supergirl. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that'd be funny.
0: Just to see her kick ass and take names.
1: That's right. I'll pretty much, you know, threatening to rip a person in half would be kind of cool. Like a phone book. <laughs> like a phone book. You know, most people can't rip a phone book in half. I don't know if that was a good... Analogy, but I like the visual at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, we've done we've covered a lot in this second episode, and uh, without any of the shows actually premiering yet, we've had some good conversation.
0: Uh, I think that we've managed to stay relevant. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. People will always be relevant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I well, I you know I have to say it's a good thing that uh, with the shows coming out. In the near future, they're releasing more promotional photos and uh, more story plot ideas. Not that I go around looking for more of what the storyline is going to happen throughout the show. Because uh, to me, that kind of spoils it a little bit. But like when they release photos, like when we saw the pictures of Hawkman and Hawk Girl or Red Tornado, I think that's at least a good thing so that we can speculate on what we're going to see. Uh, That's true. So until next time, I have to say it's been a, it's been a, a great hour with you, sir. I agree, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can check us out at, at Geek Elite radio on Twitter. We have a Geek Elite radio page on Facebook. And then we also have a dot radio.com website. So if you go check that out, uh, you can see more articles written by us and, uh, What we are excited about in the geek universe.
0: And uh, for once, I will do this. Uh, I will drop my Twitter handle so you guys can follow me. It's at Daniel Von Helvet. Um, Or you can just go Daniel Barroso. I'll pop up.
1: And mine is at agent underscore of the underscore bat (laughs) which is probably a lot easier to find than actually typing in my last name which is harder to spell so (laughs) with that (laughs) i will say good night
0: we now return you to your regularly scheduled program